right, we're going to try this again for a second time. It may work this time, it may not. Uh, so just to recap, I haven't put the title to this one or anything because every time I write it, then it doesn't work. Then I've got to rewrite it again, and it's a pain to write when it's all on the tripod and stuff and all set up. So this is another edition of Quiz Your Biz. And because I'm getting so popular with so many requests, uh, we are booked up until the end of August now. Uh, all but one space, um, so I decided to do a mini version as well, so this one will be about 20 minutes long, if I can get Darren to actually join the call and, and add on, uh, then this will be a mini edition of Quiz Your Beers. Uh, hey Gemma, uh, so let's see if it will actually let me add him now, bring him on camera. Uh, it's adding, that's more than I did before, so... Hopefully, Darren, that should be adding you now. A little drum roll going on here. Um, yeah, so anyway, there, there, there will be now mini editions of Quizy Biz uh, for like 15, 20 minutes, uh, if it decides to ever work, um, where sometimes during the week I might do little ones of what I normally do every Friday as well. Then again, it might just be frozen on... Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Always a relief when it does actually work. Hey! I've used it my iPad, Dan. I've decided to go for my iPhone, so and it was asking yeah. us to the phone and do all so We have had to do the hokey pokey around the room to actually get it to work, mate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end. Thank you for inviting us and taking a bit of time out of your day to. Uh, have a chat with us, mate. So, yeah. No, you're, you're very welcome. As I've just said, we've got about 20 minutes, um, and then I've got a dash. Um, so um, we're squeezing as much as we can. Um, Darren, obviously, most of the group knows you, and you post quite a lot. And this is John, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. me. <laughs> uh, so, guys, tell me what you guys do. Yeah, um, well, well we are uh, Assured Bricks. Um, basically, we're, we're uh, sort of a middleman helping um, people get their uh, projects off the ground and built um, with regards to extensions or uh, house renovations. Um, we try and cut out the cowboy builders or uh, all the customers that just don't want to pay. Um, we uh, we um, basically uh, are engaged by the customer who wants the, ex the extension or house renovations done. We'll create a contract between um, the customer and the builder. Uh, we will check everyone's paperwork, make sure the customer can afford the job, make sure the builder is capable of doing the job. Um, and then we oversee the payments to the builder, um, making sure that um, he only gets what, uh, what he's earned, um, you know, gets paid, paid, for doing, paid for what he's done, completed to a satisfactory uh, conclusion. Um, making sure the customer doesn't get ripped off. Um, you know, so everyone's happy at the end of the day. That's cool. Uh, so let me see if I, if I understand it, because then if I understand it, then everyone else might understand it. So if somebody wanted to get a new conservatory built, they would find a builder, and then they'd come to you guys, uh, yeah. or come to a short bricks even, and they would say, we want to get this conservatory done, it's going to cost 15 grand or whatever. Um, um, and then the customer would pay you guys, um, and so then when the work was completed, then the builder would get a tick in the box if it was if it was good enough, and then the builder would get paid, and the customer would be happy because they know that it was going and it was going to be done properly. Is that? 
that's more or less along the lines. What I would say is that the uh, the build is split up into separate sections, and we would only hold the money um, which um, which the builder was on with with that particular section. So <coughs> if it, if the build was split up into eight slices, yeah, we'd hold um, two slices of the money. The first one, um, so that the builder can do the work and he knows that the money's there. And then when he's finished that particular portion of the work, he knows the money's there for the next portion. So there's no delay in the build. Um, basically, the customer then okays payment to the builder. They, um, they obviously tick off, sign off the work, and the builder gets paid. The customer would then give us the third slice. And it would go on like that until the end of the build, basically. Sure. Is there anything else out there like, like this? Um, do you know what? When we first, well, when John first came up with this concept last year, we did a lot of research to establish what was already in their marketplace. And at the time, there wasn't. Um, we have found there is a similar organisation based down south somewhere, down south somewhere. Um, which kind of is similar, but not necessarily to the depth that we've got. They don't do contracts. Um, there's an expectation that the building transaction still goes on between the builder. It is slightly more complicated than. Uh, the, what we've had to do is simplify the process. So the idea being is that you're having your, an extension done on conservatory down. We can, you've already decided on your build, so not, we're not involved in you determining what build you're going to choose. There's, there's some of your organisation, checker trade, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of, you know, does those sort of assurances. But what we do is sit down with yourself and the builder and we structure the contract so that it's staged in terms of what job happens when. And the, let's say it's a £20,000 build, then that money is split accordingly, depending on what funds needs to happen for each of the build areas. So the idea being that we're actually protecting and ensuring the interests of the homeowner. But we're also doing exactly the same for the builder, because there's a lot of builders out there that do get ripped off, they do a big project, and at the end of the day, the customer turns around and says, well, I'm not happy with this element, therefore you can, you can bog off, you're not getting your money. Um, but to be fair, the majority of the cases tends to be with the cowboy builders, because obviously... There's a tendency to turn up and say, well, I need 10 grand of your money. And this money's handed over generally on a handshake, you know, because yeah. people trust the thing. Very few people get a contract. Um, and that is the one main thing that we do. So if things did go wrong, I don't know how they'd go wrong, but if they did go wrong, there's, there's a fallback position with regards to taking the builder to court. And obviously we check out the builder, um, make sure they're capable of doing the job and they have the correct references um, as we do with um, with the customer, um, we would effectively make sure that they can afford to pay for the job. Yeah, so we check they've actually got the money there and there's some assurances, you know, they're not going to set up upon this journey having a 20, 40, 50 grand bill done um, with no money in the pot and they hope that maybe they were going to get that by different funds and it doesn't happen so the bill is out of pocket in that situation. But, but you know, the majority of the, the people we work with tend to be those that have concerns over car by builders. Because the market and the loss to the marketplace is, I think it's over 10 billion, it's 10 billion per year, year um, is lost to cowboy yeah. buildings. Yeah, okay, so we've got a couple of questions there from uh, Jason Fletcher while we've been speaking. Uh, he wants to know, uh, what's your background? Uh, are you a builder? Uh, and then to follow that, uh, are you saying the builder works uh, for you guys? Um, what would stop the builder from just going direct to the customer? Uh, he's a builder himself, Jason. Um, the builder can go direct to the customer, but the builder then can't uh, be assured that the money is sat in a secure account waiting to be paid over to him. Once the money is paid to us, the builder is 
informed that the money is waiting and he will then get paid once he's completed whatever needs doing. Um, what was the other? Your background. Oh, my background, sorry, yes. <laughs> um, I've done a lot of building work. Um, uh, currently, um, we do a lot of bathrooms, kitchens. Um, uh, sorry, you're a builder, John? I, I am a builder, yeah, but we've done sure. projects I'm from... Not. Yeah, <laughs> projects from bathrooms to converting hotels into... Um, into blocks of flats, so I've got quite a big um, background in building and property in general. Okay, my so so would it would so my Sorry, background Aaron? is very much commercial and business development, so I don't think I could put a kitchen up to save my life. To be fair. So I think there's another another question there. I'm just coming down. So the next question is, are you a qualified project manager? Jason's asked. Right. We're, we're not project managers. We are not there to project manage the build. We are there solely to make sure that the customer um, gets the job that they are paying for and that the builder gets the money at the end of the day that they have earned. Um, the, the, with regards to the split on the build and the money, that is um, generally run along the lines of building regs. So if they were doing an extension, you might have the first payment when footings are dug out, then when they're in, then when they're up to DPC, then once you're up to roof line, once the roof's on. Um, you know, it runs along those lines. And not only would we check with the customer that um, the building, uh, the work has been done, but we would check with the building controller as well. So I guess my question would be, if I was having the work done, I'm not a builder, I don't know anything about footings, I don't know if, any, if a wall's up to, up to scratch, uh, if it's down to me to say if it's good enough, I wouldn't know. Um, so it, would I get a surveyor in to, to check it out then? Is there, this is why uh, building regs um, are, are involved, you know, to make sure that uh, these things are done to a, a certain degree of competency, shall we say, you know, um, and as long as they tick them off, then generally um, the customer should be happy with it. Cool, thank you. Uh, yeah, Jason said, uh, okay, thank you for answering there as well. Uh, any other questions, please ask as we go along. Um, so, so what sort of what, what sort of cost would there be to the? Is it to the customer, to the builder, or both? So, cost-wise, um, basically the customer would be the one engaging us as a company. Um, we uh, charge um, a set fee up to a build cost of forty thousand. So, if you're having an extension of say forty thousand um, pounds, the cost would be three hundred pounds um, for uh, for creating a contract and going through check everybody is um is doing what they're going to do saying what go is doing what they're gonna what they're saying they're going to do and um we we also charge a fee per transaction so each time the builder gets paid um the customer also has to pay a fee so roughly that works out at um 0.75 percent of the build cost so um a, a £200,000 build would cost somewhere in the region of £1,500, um, which, as I'm sure you can appreciate, you know, for peace of mind and to make sure everything um, 
run smoothly is not a, a, a out of the way humongous cost really it's i think um when we've talked to people they think it's quite reasonable yeah so i mean that's three quarters of a percent and i guess then that gives everyone everyone peace of mind uh to make sure that the money's going to be where you expect it to be right mm. that's it yeah. yeah 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 so jason's just to ask uh, have you had any reviews for what you're doing so far uh maybe you can show us a bit more of the history of the company yeah in terms of history we've, we've been trading now about three, four about months, three, four about three months. four months, yeah. so we're still early days of it. And a lot of the work has generally been into market awareness because what we find ourselves in the situation is that people are obviously searching for things like builders to do the actual work, but we're not known in the marketplace. And we don't have deep pockets. We don't have like 100 grand that we can spill on to, you know, some sort of massive marketing campaign. So we are doing a lot of word of mouth stuff at the moment. Um, so the idea is that we're trying to gain awareness out there into the marketplace to say, look, we actually exist. You should be engaging us at the point where you are starting to think about the building and put your finances aside to do this. And then we can get a feel yeah. from the financial perspective in place. So we're still, we're still fledgling business in that respect. So, yeah. Okay. Is there any kind of minimum or maximum on the amounts you can look at? Um, um, not really, no. Not really. I suppose um, the majority of builds for an extension are going to be um, in excess of 15, maybe 20 grand for... Uh, for a minimum sort of thing, you know, but it could be, could be anything really. We could go up to any amount in reality. It's, um, it's, it's, it just depends what someone's building. You know, we could do yeah. a, a whole new build. So you could, you could technically have um, a whole house built with, with us uh, helping control the finances on it and making sure that it's, it's all, all uh, well and good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Is it, Anybody that's putting a shadow because they're not our marketplace, to be fair. And is it, is it not like... Sorry? Depends how big the shed is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, is it not like an insurance policy people could get to do the equivalent of this? Well, I think, I suppose, we haven't looked at the insurance policy. I, I had a friend of mine who's a, a legal expert, and when we were talking about this, and we were looking at the legal aspect sides of... Um, mm you know, what sort of account we need in place and everything else. Um, he was saying there isn't anything in the marketplace that even insures against loss due to car buy builders. Um, I okay. think okay, well, we're actually a member of a couple of car buy builder groups on Facebook, which we're quite active sure. in. And, and obviously we're, we're kind of, we're in there from a, 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 an awareness perspective, which in reality is obviously the horse is bolted by this stage. But the biggest problem people have is trying to obviously find the builders and get the money back because the builder can change the name that can go from being a director of one limited company to the next and next and next so we haven't found any insurance policies that are actually going to guarantee um let's say forty thousand pounds on a build they're not going to underwrite that against the builder basically lagging it i just that we sure. haven't found that I come across anything also like in reality majority of people don't do any sort of checks on the builder they won't get a passport you know, a, a photocopy of their passport or, you know, their, even their full address, you know, you talk to people and, it, and it's a bit of a nightmare. They're, they're having a bit of a nightmare and they just have no details, you know, and that is one thing that we also, uh, you know, is also part of the contract. We make sure that um, the builder does hand over all his details. Yeah, we know so that, who he is, where so he's you know, from. Yeah. And to be fair, what tends to happen, Dan, is um, the builders that, 
work with the homeowners on these schemes are happy to do so because they've got nothing to hide. And this is where the filtering process takes over because if you're, if you're the kind of guy that's just going to shake your hand and disappear with your 10 grand deposit, you're not going to sign up to a contract that tells you you're going to get your stage payments depending on build quality and everything else. So that's the area yeah. where the, the filtering process, that's the added value, um, even if there was an insurance policy out there, you know, there's still no guarantees that the builder's still going to win if he runs off with your money and then you're in litigation to try and get it back anyway. So, so yeah. yeah. So we think right. we've covered up all the bases. Oh, great. Uh, just a couple more comments there. Uh, so Rachel said get off her hat, and I'm not getting off her hat. I'm keeping it on. So that's <laughs> comment one. Uh, comment two was, uh, again, from Jason, if if I was a customer, I'd go directly with a project manager. Uh, why would people use your services? So just a couple of minutes left. You can interrupt that one up, please. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, well, a project manager is going to cost you 10% of your build, probably, which is a heck of a lot more money. Um, you know, that, that's it basically we're we're a cheaper option and you know your money's going to be safe yeah because that's the thing you, you know if, if you are doing i usually done as an example you're doing extension it's twenty thousand pounds etc um we take two of the first stages as initial payment that doesn't come into our business accounts it's not sat in an area where we can get our hands on it they actually go into a trust account uh, within the bank system that we have within our within our business which basically means it's not like we can dip into that money anyway. So you have those additional assurance that the money is protected. And I'm not sure a project manager actually manages the financial aspects of it. It might have that in some sort of terms of work for the actual build. Um, but also, would, would a project manager take on you know, smaller builds, 20,000, 30,000-pound builds? I think generally the project management of those sort of builds are left to the builders. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine Jason might have uh, been in the industry himself. He might have a few more questions. Uh, is it best you can get, get in touch with one of you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just come and hook up with myself or, or John. Or yeah, part we're, of the group anyway. yeah. Um, we're on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we've got nice funky flyers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason, by all means, if you want to get in touch with these guys, uh, I expect you, you being an industry expert yourself, you may, may well know uh, a few more things or have a few more questions that you could put to them. Uh, certainly, I think for most people, it sounds like, a, well, to me, it sounds like a really good service uh, and something which isn't out there at the moment. So that's great. Great stuff. Thanks, Dan. Thank okay. you very much. Okay, I'm going to need to make a move, but no, really great to talk to you guys. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Okay. And uh, yeah, good evening. Bye, guys. Bye. Cheers, mate.